When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. position for the return from Barbarousas. The Knicks could be in here. They are. They've scored. Thanks to Bozidar Krajev. Krajev, meantime, turning away from Uskog and setting up a great chance for two. And they take it. Costa Barbarousas. Scoring list all time. His pain as they go looking for a third. They've got it. And that's a glorious finish. And Costa Barbarousas, after waiting so long for a goal, has two in two minutes. Sadiakwa, when she comes, bowling to Sophie Devine. Full, big swing, leg side. It hasn't gone for six. It has. It's gone all the way. Sophie Devine, under pressure, absolutely delivers. Iqbal in. A big swing from Devine. The time here. It's a chance. It's a chance. Has she caught it? She has. What a catch under pressure. Pakistan have won. New Zealand, two down which effectively means they're out of the super over. That went high in the night sky. Who caught that catch? What a, what a catch. To the show, it's Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Uh, it is five past six on your Tuesday morning. Morena, Israel, how are you? I am good. How are you? Yeah, good. I can't see you. I can't see you, which is a bit disconcerting. The cameras are down, so I. Yeah. I, I <laughs> but um, we're running blind today. Running it's blind, mate. Running blind. But a big show coming up. We have got Humor Gun coming up after seven, and got a bit of cric- a bit of a cricket hour after eight o'clock as well. Yes, we have. We're going to be talking about a bit of Super Smash after uh, after eight o'clock. We got Jimmy Neesham. We got two meter Peter Peter Fulton. So it's all happening today. There's plenty of cricket. Obviously, we heard the highlights here. Harry Chris Harris getting overly excited in that Super Over. Uh, the White Ferns going down just wasn't quite enough. Uh, setting 251 for eight off their first innings going down against Pakistan. Pakistan levelled it up. The final ball, getting a single gun, a super over. Millie Kerr, 
gets the opportunity to bowl, takes 11 off her over, and then we come out, Millie Kirk on second ball. Sophie Devine makes it a little bit of a game in the Super Over, then she skies one, and Pakistan have recorded their third win over New Zealand in six outings, so three defeats for our White Ferns, uh, up against a very improving Pakistan outfit there, Rick Dog. Yeah, exactly. Pakistan uh, take out the T20 series, uh, and the White Ferns take out the ODI series. But yeah, 2-1, close series, both of them. And you've got to think, you know, Pakistan too, after that first ODI, they lost their captain, who got uh, hit in the ball, uh, hit in the head with the ball, uh, <laughs> You're probably looking at me funny after saying that, uh, but um, <laughs> Sophie Devine's just smashed one back down the part, uh, down the pitch at her and hit her in the face after in that first um, ODI, and that ruled her out. And then they also had um, uh, Diana Baig uh, broke her finger in fielding practice for that first uh, that first ODI as well. So they're, they're being a bit uh, under power as well. So uh, yeah, good test for the White Ferns and shows that these subcontinent teams are. are sort of lifting their game. I mean, Indians have always been pretty strong, but uh, Pakistan up there now as well. And just this on this Pakistan side, we, we had them two down for a relatively not many runs, and then a couple of players come out and just steady the ship. Bisma and Aliyah Riaz, they come out and start uh, well, trickling the ball around and, and putting a bit of pressure on. I, I, switched, I, I was watching throughout the day, scattered throughout the day, and then I was watching them, and I think they were just sailing at about 100-odd for two, and I thought, man, this is going to go down to the wire. I switched it off. I wake up this morning, I'll get a little update, and it goes to Super Over, and it's the first time that Sophie Devine has lost the Super Over in nine outings. She's been there a couple of times. She's lost. And this White Ferns team up against Pakistan, well, they've been under a bit of pressure, a bit of pressure. Millie Kerr um, was a, wasn't able to give it enough to, to get them over the line. And Pakistan, um, you know, making it a series. So very vastly improving Pakistan outfit, putting some pressure on New Zealand and our White Ferns. But, uh, mate, it was a good day. It was a great day down here in Christchurch, actually. The sun was shining. Blue skies, an opportunity to get out and get some jobs done and uh, and soak up the, uh, the day. It's holidays, mate. It's holidays. So it's full noise. Absolutely full noise. The kids are just scrapping already. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was going to say, do you find, though, that the, that the kids, if they don't have to get up for school, will, will sleep in just a little bit longer? Uh, they, they have been, but there's a reason for that. It's because they're not going to sleep when they should have. Right. Um, they're staying up. They, they sleep like my Sa'alo's so until these rooms across across the hall from each other so that they can just pretty much talk to each other in bed. And it was probably uh, uh, mis- mishaps from us trying to put them down close together because this was always going to happen. At night, we're lying in bed and all you can hear is running around little footsteps. <laughs> and I go down last night and this is about the fourth time where I said go to bed and I don't know how many times you can say Santa's not coming until yeah. they laugh at you. Um, and I went down until he's got a headlamp on, a head torch. Arlo's got his fan up and he's trying to blow her and I'm just like what are you doing like get to bed and go to sleep oh they just don't listen but then on the other side I'm thinking I was a kid and when mum and dad said go to bed I never listened so it's all part and parcel but it's it's just that that balance at the moment that I'm just trying to struggle with the kids don't go to bed do we take a you know a little bit of pressure off because it is holidays and mm. you let them stay up for a little bit longer? Are they sleeping in? Well, Tilly slept in for a long, a wee while yesterday. Arlo, he's an early bird because he just wants to go play on his iPad. 
iPads. Probably the worst invention ever. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's great when you want them to sit still at dinner and, and shut up so you can enjoy your, your social outing, your one in, in the month time to go out for dinner together. Uh, but on the flip side, man, they get obsessed with it. Oh, they my do, neighbours, My neighbours took, uh, I sold my PS5 to them last year and she reckons it's the worst thing she's ever done. They just scrap, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. You know the, the um, we found that with uh, with our daughter was I mean she just bought an iPad actually saved up for one but you'd she'd get on your phone and she'd be watching stuff yeah. on your phone and you go and take the phone off her and it's like you know you're taking crack off an addict sort of thing like she just <laughs> fires up they re- but they reckon it's um it's like scientifically they reckon it's something to do with the blue light on those screens. Uh, mm. it sort of works different pathways in the in the brain and, and it has that effect. So, yeah, we, we try and do the um, cut all that stuff out before, sort of yeah. by 8 o'clock at night at the latest and then and then uh, take it from there so she can calm down because she's, a, she's a, a night owl, so she won't go to bed till 10 anyway, you know? Yeah. Well, it's a balance, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm struggling with it. We we're both struggling with it. Like you, you, like you said, you say it's bedtime. And like last night, they were outside roaming around. They got this little gator with a trailer, and Tilly's dressed up as a reindeer, and Arlo's in the back dressed up as Santa. So they're rolling around the house for like an hour. They don't come inside till about eight o'clock, and then I'm like, okay, bedtime. And he loses it. I haven't played my iPad. And I'm like, well, that's your decision. You went outside for an hour. You had a chance. You could have played it for half an hour, but no. And then just loses it. And then you give in and. Well, that's why they like that, aren't they? Yeah, well, it's a giving in. So you need to be a, you need to be a hard ass. Yeah, I, I tell you what, though, I, I think you know from a genetics point of view, we've we've figured out where your kids got their ears from. They're definitely dag ears, aren't they? They don't work. <laughs> they don't work, mate. They're painted on like dads. <laughs> Outstanding. All right, mate, let's get into this. Three big questions for the day. It is a triple threat. I don't know if you saw this, Izzy, but yesterday the story came out, Max Verstappen, talking about how mm. much he has to pay. Basically, he's been fined for winning too much. He's got to pay mm. about €2 million a euro for the amount of points that he accrued during the Formula 1 season, which was a record amount of points. Have you ever heard anything so ridiculous as that you find the guy who does best in your sport for winning? Uh, no, I've never heard of anything like this. This is uh, a crazy rule that they've got in Formula One. But I'm not surprised. They love burning money. They love burning money. They burn petrol. They burn tyres. They burn brakes. They burn cars. <laughs> Mate, they're just pretty much burning money. So the Formula One need to come up with a way to create a bit of money to back into into the system. And look, he's paying two million. His partner Sergio Perez is paying a million. Lewis Hamilton's paying eight hundred thousand. I think it's about three thousand three hundred and eighty six dollars per point that it was at, um, roughly at estimated estimated to to so you get a certain amount of points for winning. I think if you get the fastest lap, you you accrue a point as well. So yeah, look, he doesn't have to pay it. Red Bull got plenty. All those teams have got plenty of money. But I'm not surprised, mate. They absolutely love burning money and uh, it's an interesting rule that has come to light now since um, since we finished because I think Max Verstappen won 19 out of the 22 races yeah. that was available so he absolutely dominated the Formula 1 circuit um, but yeah I think they might have to make adjustments now but because they probably didn't think that one man would dominate this and put the spotlight on this rule 2 million. 
Hell, a lot yeah, of money. A lot of money, mate. A lot of money. Can you imagine if DC was was fined for every point he scored at the Crusaders, <laughs> mate? He'd be living in your doghouse. Yeah, no. Oh, look, I cannot see any other. Is there any other sports out there that do this? Because this is a, a crazy rule that they've got in Formula One. But in saying it, they got plenty of money. They can afford it. Yeah, the only other thing I could think was, um, and, it, and it's not financial so much, but a lot of American sports with the draft, right? So if you do really well and win, you get a lower draft pick because they want to try and balance the playing field. But that's not a financial penalty, although I guess you are mm. penalised in a way for being successful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's crack on. Round two. Former Phoenix defender James McGarry was in Scotland's League Cup final yesterday as Aberdeen side went down 1-0 to Glasgow Rangers. But you wouldn't have known it, is he? There was uh, not mm. much fanfare about it. Do you think our... Overseas stars get celebrated enough for, for things they do like this? Uh, if they're winning, yes. Because we love winners and we love jumping on the bandwagon, for sure. Um, but, yeah, look, that, that was pretty crazy to think that he's gone through and he's, I think they won their last UEFA Champions League against Frankfurt in their last outing. So they're pretty, having a bit of success. But I, I think when they're winning and on top, we tend to, but we tend to f- try and find ways to bring them back down to, to, to planet Earth. Um, we, we've, we've got a bit of a problem here in New Zealand with tall poppy and um, people hate seeing people succeed. Um, but yeah, that, that is crazy to think that he's done that. Like he's, His father's one of the greatest of all time for, for the All Whites, isn't he? Michael, yeah. Yeah, you definitely. And you know, James, it was a... Paddy, he didn't quite didn't quite work for him. I don't know if it was a personality clash or, or whatever, but at the Phoenix didn't really work. So he went over to the Central Coast Mariners, and we I think he went to the Newcastle Jets first, then to the Mariners. Of course, they won the A League Grand Final last season, six one. Mm. Um, he got the move to Aberdeen. Uh, the guy who was his coach is now the coach at Hibs in that in that league as well. So there's a, there's a bunch coming out of there that have that have gone over there. But yeah, you're right because I mean I, I think about it like. I think maybe some of our MMA stars maybe get celebrated a bit. Some of our uh, motorsport stars get celebrated a bit. But interestingly, we don't really tend to celebrate. Maybe it's the team thing. Uh, but because I, I was thinking about this, it's like we don't even really, you know, considering how rugby centric mm. we are, we don't even really celebrate the All Blacks that have gone overseas and are now playing in France or England or Ireland or anywhere else. Yeah, you're probably on. I've got a fair point there. Like you, you hear a little bit about Chris Wood. You know, over there when he's playing, he's not playing for the glamour clubs, but he's still over there and considered one of the one of the best attackers in in the EPL. Um, you've got the former ABs that are getting a little bit of spotlight, particularly the Toyota of the Blitz. They played on TV the other night. I think it was Saturday night at six o'clock on TVNZ. They played the um, Toyota of the Blitz with Chance Aaron Smith. Um, Bowden Barrett playing the 19 combination, Tian Falcon, Top Robinson. So there's a couple of Kiwis in that team that are getting exposure. Uh, but other than that, no, nah, if, if you're not in MMA in the UFC, because we love a bit of UFC here, and it's even better when you see a lot of our CKB fighters fighting or, or our boxing this weekend. We've got Day of Reckoning, we've got um, Deontay Wilder taking on Joseph Parker. So there'll be a lot of eyes on that. But if it's some sort of sport and it's a it's a miniature sport, well, not miniature, but it probably minority doesn't have sport. the same uh, minority sport. It probably doesn't have the same appeal as as the big glamour fights that have been watched by millions. Then people tend to to switch off. It's not until they achieve something and, and they 
um, accomplish a, a mission or they get recognition for you know scoring goals or whatever, that's when we tend to jump on board. So we could be better for sure, Ricardo. Yep, I think we could. I think 100% could be better. Uh, 18 past six, let's get into number three. Round three. And this one is uh, something that's pretty passionate uh, for, from your end, Izzy, <laughs> and, uh, you know, strangely, to, to do with your stomach. Um, Christmas puddings, <laughs> still a thing or time to move on? Time to move on, Ricardo. It is time to park the Christmas tradition, the Christmas pudding, and move on. And I know many out there will be in agreement with myself because, well, I don't know, but I'm over it. I'm over Christmas pudding. I'm over Christmas cake. Like, who in their right mind made that cake up and thought it would go great on Christmas Day? That is absolutely horrible. Followed by, this might be controversial, but the pavlova. Oh, really? Like, uh, don't, oh, okay. don't, don't, don't come over to my house and bring a pavlova. You'll be straight out the door. Um, horrible pudding. Horrible pudding. And then another Christmas pudding that, that I don't mind, but I wouldn't go out of my way to make. It's a trifle. Is the trifle? Yeah, I'm not. What a, I'm not a big other... trifle fan either. Yeah, like they're not. It's not bad, but some people go a bit erratic and put too much alcohol in it. And it's it's horrible. But just Christmas puddings, like, can we change it? Is it time to move on, Ricardo? I feel like it's time to leave those horrible puddings in the background and move forward. And let's come out with a ch- chocolate fondant or a chocolate <laughs> cake or something that you actually enjoy. Because when you bring those cakes to my house or those puddings, they're left over. They'll be left there. Yeah, I'm, I I just don't. Yeah, maybe I'm fussy. I don't know about you, but I'm, I I don't like raisins and sultanas and all that sort of stuff, right? So mm. I'm I'm mm. I'm like I'm off that. So yeah, very much they get left <laughs> left at my house. But change starts at home, is he? And I figure your mm. kids are young enough now that if you introduce, I don't know, like you said, chocolate mousse or whatever it is, instead as yeah. the traditional Christmas dessert, as they get older, that's what they'll think. That's how you make the change. And then when they have you and Daisy over, you know, when they're adults, <laughs> that's what you're going to be getting. They'll serve you that. You'll make that change now, and hopefully it'll pay off in the long run. Do you know what's even worse? What? Brandy snaps. Brandy snaps. Like, <laughs> horrible. He's on Who a brings brandy snaps over to your house? Yeah, the whipped cream's okay, but mm. the rest of it's horrible. Oh. Um, See, I, I quite look, like brandy I just, snaps. Do you? Yeah. Well, you've been of a bit of... You look, you, you look, you've been a bit of... You'll be a brandy <laughs> supporter, wouldn't you? You love brandy the artist. Um, <laughs> mate, I, I, just, I just think it's time to move forward. You know, we are 2023. Christmas cake with raisin sultanas in it. They're out the back door of my mm. house. I want to let. I want to hear from you. Double eight, double three. Are you still a traditionist? Do you still love Christmas cakes, Christmas puddings, or is it time to evolve and adapt and move on? Because I think the latter is where we should be going. Double eight, double three. The temper bedpost text machine. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, hitting the hard questions. Thanks to <laughs> Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer.